Welcome to the 2B1 Life Epic Journey Podcast. I'm Sonny Zentmeyer and along with my amazing bride, Cindy, we believe that God has created marriage for an epic and heroic journey. Every great adventure and expedition has a desire for victory, a strategic plan, and guides along the way. Everyone wants a marriage that wins. And we want to encourage you to live different, to love different, and to finish strong as we follow God's plan for oneness through the wilderness here on earth. We're so grateful you're here, and we believe that God will prompt you to discover His plan for your marriage as you live out your adventures together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Epic Journey Podcast. It's Sonny and Cindy, and we're so glad you're here. We count it a real honor that you've joined us. And so we're continuing our discussion of the power of our words. And today we're going to focus on how our thoughts and routines and sometimes neglect can contribute to our connectedness or lack of connectedness with each other and some great tips to become more aware of your thoughts and how they can affect you physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Yeah, remember... Uh, we love to 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 express that we we believe that we're in an epic and heroic journey, and our marriage is intended for way more than just us. So, right. You know, your story matters. In the wilderness, we find beauty, but we also find danger. And God wants us to be well aware that we have an enemy, and it's not our spouse. I'm so glad I'm not your enemy. Yeah. Amen <laughs> to that. Satan's plans are to disrupt our unity and oneness, but sometimes that danger can also come from neglecting to attend to our souls. And so this is something that we really want to bring up today and talk about. And right. and like with us, this can be unintentional. It's not something that you you set out to do. You don't right. want to neglect your soul, but the busyness of life, it just has a way of catching up with us. And draining us if we're not careful. Boy, that's the truth. Hey, before we get too deep, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to spend time with each other, to spend time with you. And Lord, just direct us and guide us. And we just invite the Holy Spirit to to guide us in this podcast that it would touch our hearts. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so neglecting our souls can disrupt our oneness And God will restore our souls. God doesn't want us to seek relief. He wants us to be restored. John Eldridge, in his book, Take Your Life Back, says this, We may have neglected our soul's need for beauty. We may have neglected our soul's need for play. But I have reason to believe that an unattended loss is a good place to start if you would recover and heal the vessel God wants to fill. If you would open up room in your life for him to meet you there. Oh, so good. Yeah, our lives, we just get so busy and we get so distracted that, that we're experiencing that unattended loss. We don't realize it, but because we haven't attended to our souls, mm. we're missing out. And so sometimes I think the pain that we're experiencing in our marriage is it's really our soul crying out and it's longing to be filled. And mm. and the, the problem is that we make the mistake of assuming that it's our spouse's responsibility 
And it's not. No, it's, it's not. just not. And so our souls can slowly and subtly become depleted and our hearts can be hardened. And then we start blaming our spouse. We we blame this feeling on our marriage, on our work, our finances, because we're seeking relief. Because ultimately we feel like, well, something's got to be responsible for this, right? right? This this yeah. this emptiness I'm feeling is coming from somewhere. Or somebody. Right? Or somebody, right? right? And so we've been talking about the power of words and the power of our thoughts. And I think the the power of our words speaking into each other's lives and hearts, speaking speaking words that our you know life. give life, right, right yes. can really fill our souls. But it's also the words that we speak that fill our souls not just the ones that you speak into right. my life yes. right so yeah so the blame only gives us temporary relief like when we run away from an argument there's a short term reprieve but there's no resolution of the problem and we remain distanced from each other there's an enormous difference between relief and restoration. Yeah, and that's what we, we truly seek. And that's a good example of how our words and, and arguments with each other can really distance us. And they have the power to, to divide division. us, yeah. right? Right. And so God doesn't want us to be divided. And he doesn't want us to just, when we are divided, he doesn't want us to just seek relief in other things. He wants us to be restored and reconnected with each other. He wants our conflict to be resolved. We want our conflict to be resolved, right? Right. And we want our hearts to be softened. We want, we want, actually, when we, when we get disconnected, that coming back together, we want to do that through forgiveness, mm, right? Yes. We want forgiveness both given and we want it mm, received. Yes. We want oneness with each other and with him fully restored. And fully I think that's restored. what something God wants to point us toward. Right. But somehow, sometimes we fill that that emptiness or that division with other things mm -hmm. rather than his restoration. Right. And so neglecting our souls can really disrupt our oneness. And it's it's like we're blocking a major artery like through which God wants to connect us. And we can make choices that not only affect our physical health, but our spiritual health too. So I was reading somewhere today, I was reading in a, a health book, and it was talking about just the power of anger and what it does inside of us mm. and the power of love and what that can do. And really, anger is so destructive internally when we keep it and hold on to it. But that love is so healing, actually, when we choose that as opposed to the anger. You wow, know? that's amazing. So John Eldridge also talks about healing the soul and what he found in his own life to be helpful and what has been unhelpful. I want to share his list with you because it, it, it may hit home with you and it helps us to realize that we do, we do need to stop and consider the health of our own souls. I'll start with his unhelpful list. Grocery stores, television, traffic, draining people that live out of touch with their own soul, airports, and we just spent some time in an airport yeah, this we weekend, <laughs> several airports. The news, especially politics, social media, your typical dose 
of movie violence. Oh gosh, yeah, all those things. I mean, when even when you're just reading them, they're like, Ugh. you know, they right. just give you that feeling of stress. <laughs> right. Okay, so he also has a helpful list: generous amounts of sunshine, everything living and green, long walks, lonesome country roads, swimming, beauty, music, water, friendly dogs. Oh, I like friendly right? dogs. <laughs> Compassion, not expecting myself to bruise produce the same level of work I normally accomplish in a day. Right. Yard work, building a fence. And so you even just by reading through those, some of those they just almost place you like walking down a country road. Right. Just even the thought of it, it just seems to refresh your soul. Yes, it does. Yeah. So John goes on to ask these questions. Now which cluster of the things I just named makes most of your weekly routine. You know, what makes up most of our routine like that? Do you begin to see more clearly how essential it is that we intentionally care for our neglected heart and soul? He's talking about restoring our souls and our connection with God. There will be times our oneness is disrupted and we need healing and restoration. And God has a plan and for that. And that's so cool. God has a plan for that right? because God is in the restoration business. He sure right? is. Boy. So God will restore your soul. In Psalm 23, 2 and 3, God is leading us into nature and the wilderness to do just that. Listen to this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Mm. We need to literally... Get out of the man-made world and get back into the wilderness again sometimes. We need to lie down and look up and reconnect with God, our Father, our Savior, our Counselor, and get to know Him better. You know, spending time in His Word and in prayer, it restores our soul. Jesus had many encounters with God in the wilderness, and so will we. We are so vulnerable, though, when our souls are depleted, but we're so much stronger and healthier and prepared when we are restored. We're prepared for what's to come. And, right. and we need to be prepared for both the better and the worse because we don't know what's coming. We sure don't. But God will prepare us for those things when we seek his word and, and really get into the word and, and get our soul ready right. for what's to come. Yeah, we need to recognize the lies going on in our heads. In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. We need to recognize the lies that are going on in our heads. This is a great reminder of what we've been talking about in the power of our words and rejecting thoughts and limiting beliefs and replacing them with truth. When you do that, when you replace negative thoughts with, a new, with new thoughts, they will breathe new life into your heart and in your marriage. The negative thoughts not only mess with your mind, but they also can wreak havoc on your physiology internally. Yeah, they can increase, like we were talking about before, just the stress that can come from these negative words. They can increase your heart rate. They can increase your blood pressure. They weaken your immune system. You know, you've, you've, you've heard of people that are in distress, they get ulcers, right? Right. They get gut issues. And, and it can actually cause physical, chemical, and electrical 
like neurotransmitter changes in your brain. That's just amazing. And it's so it's so interesting when you keep looking and, and digging into the power of your words and the power of the things that you say to yourself and and just how your brain reacts to those things. Right. And, and so you can literally establish pathways in your brain by what you think about. And that leads to how you feel and then it leads to the behaviors you choose. Mm. So these can become your default patterns, but your brains have the capacity of what we call neuroplasticity. You can change the flow. Your brain has the ability to change and renew. That's so cool. And so God also, when he's calling us to do this, sometimes it, it he's calling us to live different, mm -hmm. right? He Absolutely. wants us to love different, but he wants us to live different. And so part of living different sometimes is creating new patterns. Change our words. And changing our words. And, and you know, because God doesn't want us to conform to the pattern of this world. No. And if you if you just are are out in the world and you're just receiving what the world is giving, there's a lot of junk. Well, that's where that our the enemy world is. is putting into our right? hearts and minds. And so we have to be very intentional about our thoughts, intentional about our words, because we are, if we're not careful, getting bombarded with a lot of negative things out there that are coming into our hearts and minds, whether we realize it or not. That's right. And so in Romans 12, 2, um, we're reminded of this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Man, is God giving us instructions yeah, right? or what, right? <laughs> so cool. He's trying to protect us, our health and our relationship. Dr. Daniel Amen and Dr. Carolyn Lee for both great resources for learning more about your mental health and how to handle toxic thoughts. I love this. Dr. Amen calls them ants. Yeah, this is really good. Ants running around in your head. It's a great ants. way to remember it. <laughs> it is. It? It's yeah. a great way. Ant stands for uh, automatic negative thoughts. Here are a few examples. See if you uh, see if any of these sound familiar to you. So we need to get rid of these ants. So the all or nothing ant. We always fight. We're never going to fix our relationship. Okay, here's one. Just the bad ants. I gave a presentation at work that I thought went really well, but the woman presenting after me got a louder applause. They must have enjoyed her presentation much more than mine. Right. So <laughs> so the guilt-beating ants. I don't call my parents enough. Labeling ants. I'm such a moron. Right. <laughs> Fortune teller ants. If I apply for that scholarship, I'll just get rejected. Here's another one. Mind reader ants. Your friend talk... Oh, wait a second. Mind reader ants. Your friend taking too long to reply to your text message means she's mad at you. <laughs> a sideways glance from your boss means he hates you and you're about to be fired. Then you ruminate in your mind over and over again on your unconfirmed assumptions. Rumination. That's bad stuff. Yes. The blaming ants. This ant doesn't want you to ever admit your mistakes or take responsibility for your action. The blaming ants are not interested in learning how to make things right. They just want to make you the victim. It's your fault. 
I failed because you didn't help me prepare enough or you didn't call me early enough to get ready. So now my whole night is ruined. It's crazy, isn't it? Right? Yeah. So there's they, they also pre- present some strategies to overcome your automatic negative thoughts. And so here's a list of some of the strategies to overcome your ants. And uh, I'm going to briefly summarize strategies here. Number one, acknowledge the negative thought. Figure out which species it is. Reject it as a lie. I think I love that's that. so good, it's isn't so it? so cool, yeah. Yeah. So stop the thought by paying attention to it. Capture it. Take it captive. Start every morning by saying today is going to be a great day. Give yourself a download, a right? positive download right? early on. Yeah, injection of positivity, that's right? right. Uh, end every evening by asking, hey, what went well today? Yeah, I love that. You know, sit down uh, over a meal and just talk about, hey, what re- what was really good that happened in your day today? What were your mm-hmm. highs? Right. Right. And sometimes it's also, you know, what was funny that oh, happened. That, that's you even, can even yeah, bring in great. some laughter into right? your evening, right? Yes. So here's another one. Create optimism with a dose of reality. So another one here. So we're down to number six now. Change the B stuff. B stands for behavior. Your uh, interpretation of situations causes your behavior. If you change your perception and your perspective, you'll change your behavior. Boy, when you really think about that, that is so true. Right? right? It is if, so you're, good. if you go in somewhere with kind of a negative attitude or perception of something, you're probably going to respond that way. Right. Right? Yes. All right. So here's another one. Watch the movie Pollyanna. A lesson in positive thinking and turning bad situations into good. <laughs> That's a great one, isn't it? But there is a lot of power in watching a good movie, a well, good we film. Love it. That yeah, yes. we love and to we laugh. love those underdog and overcomer movies, right? right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay, number eight now. Our suggestion, and this is this this is our suggestion, right? right? Yeah. Didn't come from the list. Right. Pick a go-to scripture, a life verse for this season of your life that you memorize to meditate on and interrupt negative thoughts. And what do you do with it? You post it everywhere. Put it it on your bathroom mirror, your steering wheel, your refrigerator. (laughs) Just let it just continue to do its work in you, right? That's right. So instead of the enemy disrupting our oneness, we need to go on the offensive and renew our mind and step into God's plan and principles that win. Get that word out there. Instead of the negative, the enemy just kind of really getting to you, go on the offensive, right? right? God has a rhythm and an order for oneness also. And so his order for our oneness, he he invites us into his rhythms and his order, right? Right. And yes. so let me let me explain that a little, little bit. You know, God's rhythm and order for oneness is very healthy. And so God invites us out of our man-made world and back into the wilderness of his rhythms, his wisdom and instruction, because they are healthy for us. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about what those rhythms are in just a minute. Right. So in Proverbs 4, 20 through 23, Solomon is teaching wisdom and giving instruction. And he says this, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for 
Everything you do flows from it. God wants us to reestablish that spiritual connection with him, that artery that gives abundant life and oxygen and nutrients to our marriage. His rhythms are everywhere. When when and if we look for them, yeah. he will show them. Yeah, and we talked about, you know, that scripture in Proverbs um, over the last couple of podcasts too, because we just, it, it is so valuable. So, it is a great scripture to memorize and really take hold of because yes. of it, it just reminds us of the power of our words right? and how, how important it is to guard our heart, right. right? Yes. So God established a healthy circadian rhythm for us and, 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 this is you you see this with his sunrise to start the new day when the sun rises our body is is awakened to that sunrise that's mm-hmm. part of how he designed us right? right and so when the sunset when the sun sets that also signals our bodies to slow down and our restful night's sleep that allows us to replenish and recover. That's all part of God's rhythm. You know, the beauty of nature that helps us to restore our souls. God also created seasons that yield harvests and fruits, good foods, God's bounty for our bodies, the physical oneness of our sexual relationship, rest on the Sabbath from a week of good works. These are just a few of the rhythms that really God put into place. So these routines can be so healthy and so vital for us to participate in. You know, people that do shift work, let's say a police officer or something, where they don't sleep at night, they work at night and they sleep in the next day. A lot of times they have more health issues Mm -hmm. just because of the flip-flop and their bodies weren't really designed to do that. God created us to to, um, fall into these routines for our health. So one of the things that we've tried to do and we want to encourage you to do too is as the sun begins to set each day, acknowledge God's rhythm in your life. Let this be a reminder that he's inviting you into his rhythm. Notice the sunset. Let it trigger you to say, wow, okay, the day's getting ready to end. I need to slow it down. I need to start unplugging from the world just a little bit more and plug into him, Hmm. plug into each other, plug into some time together in the evening. We live in such a rat race world that we run, 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 look at our phones, and then go to sleep. And then we wonder why we're not getting good sleep, right? Right. So it's so important for us to get recharged and reconnected. And I'll tell you, I came across this a couple years ago, and I think it was actually right before um, uh, the the world shut down, basically, that this app came out. And it's the One Minute Pause app by John Eldridge. And it is so great because... He's got different, like there's a one minute, three minute, five minute, 10 minute pause, but basically you can set it to where it goes off at, let's say 10 in the morning, two in the afternoon. And it's a just a, an app that notifies you and reminds you to just take a pause. Take a pause. Yeah. Yes. And so it is really good. It's really been helpful for me to just kind of interrupt my day and re- remind myself to reconnect with God. It's amazing how busy that we can get. And even when that pause goes off, even if it's Oh, sometimes you ignore minute. the pause. Oh, <laughs> I'm too right. busy. Too busy. Right? Can't, and it's only take a minute like break. literally one of the, the, the pause 
is just one minute. Right. And so the fact that we can't even take a pause for one minute. Something wrong with that. There is something wrong with that. So start paying attention to ways that you can attend to your own heart and then attend to the heart of your spouse through some changes that you make through your thoughts, through your words, but also your daily routines and the spiritual disciplines that will help your soul and your spirit to come alive in a new and refreshed way. I like that. God's rhythm is everywhere. But you have to notice it. And look when for you it. look yeah. for it, right? When you look for it, you'll find it. So remember, you're in an epic and heroic journey through the wilderness. Get outside, watch the sunset, be intentional, and restore your oneness. Yeah, so get into rhythm with God and reconnect with each other. Hey, why don't you wrap up with prayer? All right, let's pray. Oh, Lord, we just thank you so much for how you've created us. Lord, how you've designed us, and Lord, how you connect us with you, that our design was intended to bring us closer to you. And that, Lord, we thank you for the rhythms that are all around us that remind us of you and our relationship with you. We thank you for all of the healthy uh, ways and things that you've put in place for us, for our benefit, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that you would help us to slow down, Lord, that you would help remind us when the sun rises, when the sun sets. Lord, to pay attention to your rhythms, to pay attention to the seasons, to pay attention to the daily disciplines, the weekly things that we can do by developing routines that allow us to attend to our souls. Father, forgive us for expecting our spouses and others to be responsible for filling our souls because we know, Lord, that you're a jealous God. And you are the one that wants to restore our souls. And so, Lord, help us to come to you. Help us to uh, restore our minds, renew our minds with thoughts of your scripture and your word. Lord, help us to understand the power of your words, the power of our thoughts, the power of our routines to restore us and to help us be healthier heart, soul, mind, and spirit. So Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you're teaching us through your word and through your scripture. Lord, help us to apply what we're learning and and help us to take a look at those routines, the words, and the thoughts that we're using and, and help us to do what we can do to bring ourselves back into oneness with each other and oneness with you. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, if this podcast was of value to you, it'd be awesome if you would share it with your spouse and share it with a friend. We look forward to seeing you again real soon. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you would leave a review. You don't need to write anything, just tap the stars. It'll help us reach other couples. If you don't already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 2B1Life. It'd be a blessing to have you join our community as we walk in faith together through life in this epic and heroic journey. Thanks for listening.